Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, Masters in Exercise Science and Minor in Reality, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we looked at vitamin D and the declining vitamin D production with the shorter days and what you can do to improve your vitamin D production and get more vitamin D and also what difference it makes whether you have vitamin D or not. This week we're going to look at something that most people don't necessarily associate with fitness, but most people are quite concerned about it, and that is the decline in cognitive function as you age or how to prevent dementia as you age. Is it possible or is it just something that happens as you get older? And until very recently, it was believed that the brain just, it developed until you were in your early 20s, and then it just slowly declined until your death. And of course, we've all made comments about, you know, how is it that I can still remember all the songs, the, all the words from the songs that I loved when I was a kid, but I don't have any idea why I walked in the kitchen a few minutes ago. And we do have some of those, they would call them senior moments, but are they inevitable or can they be prevented? Well, they've done lots of studies on the brain, and one of the ones that was most uh, enlightening to people was they were studying London cab drivers, and I... At that time, London cab drivers, I don't know about now, they had to memorize all the streets of London. There were no GPSs, and you had to be able to know when somebody asked for a specific address, you had to be able to get them there, and that was part of your cab driver test. You you had to be able to, they could just pick from one spot to another spot, and you had to be able to get the person there, and it was a very, very difficult thing to learn. What they found was as these cab drivers were learning this, they were doing brain scans on them and their hippocampus was actually increasing in size. And this was just absolutely shocking to them because they didn't realize that you could increase your brain power at that time. They thought it was a pretty much fixed fact. Now, your hippocampus is... A small part of the brain, it's shaped a lot like a seahorse, which is the word hippocampus is Greek for seahorse, and that's not really that important, but the hippocampus is the pretty much the gatekeeper to memory. You hear something, the hippocampus processes it, and if it's something that you need to remember, it sends it to your memory areas, and if it's something you don't need to remember, then it just kind of drops it, and it's involved with pretty much all of your cognitive functions and all of your memory. And what they found was if you are physically inactive, your hippocampus will start to shrink. If you are physically active, your hippocampus will either shrink much slower or it will even increase in size. And one of the reasons for this is as you move, as you are active, your brain produces what's called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF, and I've talked about in past episodes, this is basically miracle growth for the brain. So whenever you produce this BDNF, your brain starts sprouting out all kinds of new nerve cells that are just wanting to make new connections and wanting to improve your memory and help you to stay neurologically active. Now, another thing they look at is the thickness of your cerebral cortex. Now, your cerebral cortex is the area where memory after it leaves the hippocampus, that's where the memory is stored. A 
thinner cerebral cortex is associated with cognitive impairment. Well, guess what? Exercise is associated with a thicker cerebral cortex. Two different studies that I was looking at lasted for about eight years and covered about 9,000 people. And they showed that it was a very linear progression that the people with the highest amount of movement during the day had the lowest amount of cognitive decline as they aged. And another thing that they found was that if you'll add resistance training, which is weightlifting, to your just daily movement activity, it adds another layer. It puts some more brain growth hormones into your system. So that will give you even more protection. And it seems that um, just following the guidelines of uh, 30 minutes a day, five days a week of exercise, and it can be broken into three 10-minute segments. It doesn't have to be, all be at once. The best way is to get your heart rate up enough to where you're breathing a little heavy. You can carry on a conversation, but you can't sing. And also to add two days a week of resistance training, um, picking up some uh, heavier weights. And when I say heavier, it doesn't have to be like a 100-pound weight, just heavier than what you normally do during your daily activities. These things seem to be enough to dramatically slow your risk of dementia. Now, the next thing that has been shown to dramatically decrease your chances of dementia are doing things that actually exercise your brain. Um, do something new, something that you don't normally do. Read a, a book that you haven't read. Read a newspaper. And, you know, in addition to reading, writing is a terrific idea. You can journal, you can write short stories, you can write whatever, but writing is a very good one. Doing puzzles, doing board games, playing cards, learning to play a musical instrument, learning to dance. These are all terrific ways. And actually, if you do the learning to dance, that goes back into both the brain and the physical activity. But doing some of these things, they're terrific ways to help prevent dementia. Um, one of the one of the things that was need to be pointed out is one of the more important things for brain activity is social interaction. Get together with your family. Get together with your friends. You need to get together with other people. And I know that because of the pandemic, we've done a lot less of that. But you need to find some way, even if it's just a phone call, you need to interact with other people. And the last thing I'm going to discuss about uh, improving your cognitive health is to improve your diet. Now, we've all heard that you need to get your five servings of fruits or vegetables every day. And we also know that most people do not get their five servings of fruits or vegetables every day. They did a study where they um, took some nurses and they counseled them and helped them to get their five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. And they did blood tests. And the blood markers for antioxidants increased dramatically from just their five servings of fruits and vegetables each day. Now, the antioxidants circulating in the bloodstream seem to reduce the amount of damage to your brain. So that's something that's very important. Another study of 3,700 older adults in the Chicago Health and Age Project found that Higher vegetable consumption was associated with slower cognitive decline. And they also found that eating green leafy vegetables showed the most improvement. 
finally, it was shown that the Mediterranean diet was the one that gave you the greatest protection from cognitive decline, whereas a diet very high in fat, and especially saturated fat, was one that would cause the most damage to your memory. For the bottom line, if we're interested in how do we keep our brain the healthiest, it just doesn't come as much of a surprise that you do the things to keep your body the healthiest. You get up, you move, you'd have your 150 minutes of physical activity in a week, you do some uh, exercises that involve resistance training, you eat your fruits and vegetables, you cut down on the amount of fat that you intake, you exercise your brain a little bit, and you associate with other people. And when you do all of these things, you not only increase your physical health, you increase your mental health and make your chances of dementia much smaller. Now, I hope that this will make your mental and physical fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.